Tonight, I'm joined by Paul Kitty Cats, John Ford, hello, and Mikey Fish. Namaste. <laughs> the Bengals lose to the Baltimore Ravens 19-17. Browns and Steelers both lost. Cincinnati is in third place in the AFC North. Uh, Ford, I was thinking about you on Monday, like when you went into studio, were all your classmates just a buzz talking about the game? Oh, it's all we talked about all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seminar, grad critique. Bengals breakdown. Did you make some cathartic art with all your art buds? Yeah, I just got my orange paint and my black paint and just slathered it on my body and slid across the floor. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man, it's called yeah. the Frank Pollock, not the Jackson Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> it's called controlled chaos. Good. You know? that, this was a tough game. Um, I wished I was in an art studio on Monday trying to, you know, let some feelings out that I was thinking of you. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get into recap. Bengals receive the opening kickoff and start really strong with, a, uh, with an 11-yard completion of Jamar Chase on the first play. How confident were you guys feeling after that first play? Because I was convinced that Chase would go for 200 yards, three touchdowns, and we were going to win Man. <laughs> right away. I didn't see it. I didn't see most of the first quarter. Okay. So I'm going to listen real good to this recap. (laughs) (laughs) We had the the delay situation going on at the bars. Uh, That's right. (laughs) We were, I wasn't Uh, even thinking about the game. I'm just like, I don't know if I can deal with this other TV knowing before me. Oh man. So I was the only one who was like thinking we're going to win. I was not. I mean, I didn't, I didn't. You weren't that high on life. I mean, they went to chase first play 11 yards, first play, first down. Yeah. I probably would have felt pretty good about that. Right? Yeah. I, I honestly yeah. didn't know that happened. I thought they didn't get a first down in the first quarter. No, no they got no. the first play, and then they went the rest and of the And then, <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely the best play of the first quarter for us. Um, <laughs> the Bengals go three and out after that first down, punting to the Ravens, who drive to the Bengals' 19-yard line, leading to a Justin Tucker field goal. It's 3 nothing. Bengals go three and out on their next possession. Ravens also punt on their next drive, thanks to a holding penalty, which stalled them. The Bengals get the ball back with three minutes left in the first quarter, and they go three and out. Kevin Huber bangs a 34-yard punt all Big the time. way to midfield. Boomed it. Big time. <laughs> Seven <laughs> plays later, Lamar Jackson hits a wide-open Mark Andrews for an 11-yard teddy. It's 10 to nothing. On the Bengals' next possession, they go three and out. Huber punts again, but a few plays later, the Bengals catch a break as Von Bell picks off an overthrown pass from Lamar Jackson. This proves to be the spark that Cincinnati needed as they drive 83 yards on eight plays, including 33 rushing yards from the beleaguered Joe Mixon. Hayden Hurst caps off the drive with a 19-yard touchdown reception. It's 10-7. The Bengals' defense holds up on the next drive, forcing a Ravens punt. Starting from their own 16-yard line, Joe Burrow leads the Bengals on an 11-play drive, capped off by a 40-yard Money Mac field goal. At halftime, the score is 10-10. And as bad as our offense was in the first half, we're knotted up at the intermission. So had to be feeling, you know, pretty good. I felt good. Yeah, I felt fine, right? Considering how bad. Field touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Considering how bad the first quarter was, that was amazing that it was 10-10. I thought we were going to win Was it the game. second quarter where... Um, Jackson missed a couple missed a couple wide open dudes. Oh yeah. yeah. Two yeah. touchdowns. So then you're kinda like, okay, maybe we're maybe maybe we're in this and here to stay for the night at least. Or the flip side is, wow, we could be getting beat by a lot right yeah, now. That <laughs> definitely was. But I don't know, I think they seem to be um kind of corralling him, mm-hmm. keeping he was trying to get outside and make big plays like on the wings a little bit, and they had a plan for that and it was working very, very well. 
And in the second half, they switched it up. Yeah, Let's they, hear about it, Alex. There was a stat. <laughs> so, there was a stat they showed on screen at one point where it's like, if we pressured Lamar, he's 0 for 6 or something. Yeah, right, like, right. Yeah. So if we put any pressure on him, he's not going to hit the throw. But yeah. yeah, that didn't last. And he just started sitting in the pocket or running straight up the middle. Yeah. He did not adjust. So there, there were some um, overthrows in the first half, but the second half is where I think the one you're talking about um, – the Ravens start with the ball in the second half. They're drive-ins on a turnover on downs because Lamar Jackson overthrows a wide-open receiver on fourth and three. Uh, Joe Burrow, on the next possession, throws the ball directly to Patrick Queen. Yeah. <laughs> on that next play. Uh, four plays later, Justin Tucker's smug ass hits a 58-yard field goal. Yeah, that's that's annoying, dude. You're a kicker, bro. Yeah. Are you not entertained? I know you're amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the Ravens fans, if they're eating that up, they need to... I mean, we eat it up when Money Mac does shit like that. But has he ever done something like that? I mean, mean, he's not far off from starting to do (laughs) stuff like that. I don't know, man. That's not a great stare down. (laughs) Just like, oh, man, I don't know. He's clutch. He's like one of the best uh, players at his position in sports. He's like the Eli Apple of kickers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. One of the best players at his position in sports. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I rewatched the game as I usually do and uh, heard the broadcast a little more clearly this time. And I guess Mike Tirico was saying that Justin Tucker can sing opera in seven different languages or something. I heard that. I thought he was kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it was a joke. Like, what can't he do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would hope that's what it was. Yeah. Unless he's like Jack Johnson, like writes fucking like big time hits and wins surfing competitions, you know? <laughs> Tell us more about Jack Johnson right now. You talking about the boxer? <laughs> <laughs> no, the musician Jack Johnson. Yeah, the surfer singer. Bubble Toes. Bubble. No, that's that song? Is that about Crocs? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know what happened in the game. Should we hear some more <laughs> Jack, <laughs> Jack Johnson stuff? Keep it going. With that no. Uh, where am I at? Uh, four plays later, yes, he hits a field goal, and the Ravens lead thirteen to ten. Burrow gets the ball back and makes up for the interception by leading his team on an eight-minute, 17-play drive, which was aided by three Ravens penalties, resulting in first downs. The drive unfortunately ends with zero points scored because, and everybody knows this one, first and goal on the two-yard line, our coaches refused to hand the ball off to a running back. Instead of tying or taking the lead, we hand the ball back to Lamar Jackson and the Ratbirds. They drive. Do we not want to talk We're about those four plays. Over there. You want to do it right now? I mean, <laughs> well, I figured that'd be what uh, the whole podcast is about. All right, yeah, let's keep, keep going. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking <man. laughs> A lot of the mailbag questions, spoiler, were about Zach and that play calling. Uh, instead of trying tying or taking the lead, we hand the ball back to Lamar Jackson and the Ratbirds. They drive 91 yards down the field and kick a field goal. It's 16 to 10 with 946 remaining. Thanks to Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and another Ravens penalty resulting on a first down. The Bengals are able to drive 65 yards to pay dirt. Jackpot Joey calls his own number at the one yard line, punching it in. And with Money Mac barely converting his extra point. Jesus. Yeah. That was nerve wracking. The Bengals <laughs> take the lead for the first time in the game. It's 17 to 16. I saw something that was like, if he had missed it, would the Ravens have been so aggressive? You know, mm. it would have been tied, but whatever. Right. Stupid take. <laughs> <laughs> they still would have gotten a field goal range. Probably. I mean, they're in field goal range when they take the yeah. touchback, you know? I mean, yeah. the what ifs get dicey. Cause yeah, I mean, even if we kicked a field goal on that drive, we did Would the Ravens have played different. You can kind of, yeah. I mean, like if we're up 2016 there. Yeah. There is no free will. What would have helped. <laughs> <laughs> what have helped. Okay, Joey. 
There's 158 <laughs> remaining and all three timeouts for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson wills his way down to the Cincinnati 25-yard line on eight plays, setting up Tucker for a 43-yard game-winning field goal as time expires. What I learned from this game is that there is a disturbance in the force. Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Leo Collins all made comments after the game revealing a disconnect between the players and the coaching staff. Thanks to high-profile play-calling errors, our mighty culture that took us to such high heights in the 2021 season and postseason may very well be crumbling. No. Yes. No. It may. It you may. can't poke in the culture, it Alex. May. You have a responsibility. Did you hear their comments? Did you see Leo Collins ignoring him and then... Try to run away from him? Trying to I, run away from I him? Know, and then he said, I don't, don't even know what he was to... talking about. <laughs> But that's it. all we have to hang our hat on is the culture. We can't. <laughs> the play we can't. All we've got. Culture's only as good as your record most of the time. <laughs> the players all know that this team with this much talent on both sides of the ball should not have a losing record. Yeah. I think everybody knows that. But, I mean, players have something to do with it also. Right? I mean, like. I mean, Zach Taylor didn't throw that pick to Patrick Queen. That's true. But, oh, I mean, let's get into it. Who that, are you? That first, <laughs> the, the first and goal in the four plays is on play calling. Like, we ran two trick plays. In yeah, that. I mean, that was, that was terrible. Insane. Terrible play calling. And what was, about the whole first quarter? I don't even know what they were like, doing. what the hell happened? I, I, I can't figure it out. Well, yeah. we only ran, like, six plays, so, like, they all just didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> there was the one where someone just ran clear in and obliterated Burrow. How many sacks did the Ravens have? Not that many. Three sacks for 27 yards. Does that include Tyler Boyd? Yeah. It does. That was a 12-yard sack. Okay. So Burrow got hit twice. Um, so I, I promised you we'd get to the, the Zach Taylor play call. Well, let's wait for the mailbag for that. So after the game, we were all kind of grasping for straws. You know, where's some meaning? And we called upon general counsel who with his wisdom, yes. uh, you know, helped us kind of get back to reality here. So uh, here, here, here's what he shared, and maybe this will help our loyal listeners and fellow wounded <laughs> tigers out there. Um, well, let me tell you. Last night, this Sunday night, we were in a full moon in Aries conjunct with <laughs> Chiron, the wounded healer, apparently. <laughs> apparently, it's an emotional time where we get a chance to reflect on the ideas of leadership and change while continuing to heal and step into new ways of being. ZT is giving us lots of opportunity for reflection here. Uh, he had found this quote online about last night's cosmology. Change begins from within as we continue to reclaim our ability to choose a different path and release the limiting patterns of our ancestral disempowerment. Mm. As we reclaim our power to choose, we own our inner leader and show up differently in all of our relationships. Also, Steelers are shit, and the Bengals are primetime and popular. Baltimore still has to come to the jungle, and even though ZT <laughs> grasping and clinging onto the play calling is the embodiment of the limiting patterns, quote-unquote, of ancestral disempowerment, our team gave us many opportunities to win in a tough environment. Though we aren't riding off into the sunset and the season's not all perfect, the Bengals are good. The Wounded Tigers are in community, and the conjunction is still doing its work as we, quote, continue to reclaim our ability to choose a different path, end quote. That helped me sleep. I don't know. Absolutely. What you yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, we won two out of the last three. <laughs> <laughs> Got six Those are good very odds. winnable games. Could be eight out of up. nine. We've, I mean, could be eight out of nine after a while. It could be. Could be. Yeah. And we've, um, you know, lost three games by a total of eight. 
And the two games we've won, we've won decisively with, you know, no offense. Just like we're not, this is not the offense that we were expecting. Defense is playing great. But I think when they put it together, we'll have that, you know. And I hope that's this week, next week. This kind of is the offense I was expecting, not Mike Heaton. Sorry to interrupt, but I, like we, we didn't have a, our offense was not clicking last year either, aside from a couple blowout games. Like we struggled in a lot of fucking games. Like it's kind of, it, it's reminding me a lot of last season, unfortunately. And we're not winning the close ones, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of run out of patience with ZT that he can't put it together with this talent. Is it, yeah. is it the O line that's bad? I mean, Mixon proved that he could run yesterday. Or right, Sunday. right. I think they're they're running out of like the excuses, like oh it's Mixon, you know, or it's, uh, it's Joe Burrow's appendix, blah blah blah. It's yeah. like it, and that was absolutely an issue at f- first and two. Like you don't hand the ball off. You're finally going. P Ryan and Mixon are both getting yardage. They're both like you're running right at these guys, which is what they're challenging you to do, and you're getting the best of them. And to not go to that at all, and to call the whatever Philly special. And, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's ridiculous. Like just line up and go for it. First down, whatever. But you know, um, I just have like existential dread about Zach Taylor <laughs> because he's like, I do think he's put together something special. Like, I think that people buy into him and all that. And I think that in these big moments, uh, he doesn't, He's trying to be too cute. He, I don't know. He just doesn't produce. He doesn't. Gets he doesn't execute. He gets out coached. He's, you know, he's not like uh, the talent, the uh, uh, level of play caller of like McVeigh and um, Shanahan and, and those guys, you know. And it's like, but he's got this crazy weaponry. He just like needs to get get it together. And the other thing is like, if the offense was uh, performing at a higher level, then these one or two plays a game would be a lot less important and the pressure would be off. So there's just so many different levels to this. Just like wake up in the morning thinking about it. <laughs> it's a little depressing. Oh yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's like, like the, the window. It's like, all right, we're in this the, window. the window. We got all the players. Like the coach did something to, to make us believe in the squad. And now it's like, is it, is it like just destined to fail? What do you think, Jeffo? Dude, I don't know. I don't. I just. I get. I. I struggle with the whole idea that it's all Zach Taylor's fault. Still, like, I, it's like, okay, that Philly special was so stupid. I get it, but like, <laughs> we've done other stupid shit last year that like worked out, and so you don't get mad because it worked out. You know, like, I don't know. Like, what about that one play? Like that sneak play we threw to like that one receiver that never catches the ball in the playoffs last year. The, the two point conversion. Oh, Trent. Uh, Trent Taylor? Yeah, like that play. Like, there was a dope play, but, like, it was kind of a tricky play that, like... No, he well, just they went in motion. a trick play in the... He just went in motion. In and the they threw Super it to him in the flat. Mixon yeah. threw a touchdown to Higgins. They could have yeah. run anything like that in those four plays, too. Yeah. Might have worked. And we are missing Higgins. Yeah, Higgins. I know. Night. And I, So I had that existential dilemma, but then I do come back to the... I think they are a good team. They're very difficult to beat. You know, they don't play well in their losing by three or two to the best teams minus the Steelers in, in football. I mean, like, you know, yeah, best home field advantages, et cetera. I mean, the Steelers game, they won that game minus the torn biceps. And the but, five. You know, so the Higgins thing uh, is interesting because if you know that he might not play all week, can you really be like, well, he was out. It's like, did, 
did you not game plan at all for the fact that he might be out? And like, they looked like they needed him really badly and they had no plan when he wasn't on the other side of the field because Chase was just getting blanketed. I mean, Mike Thomas was in there and he caught one big, one caught big, a pass. big pass. And he, he's just not T, man. He's, no. not, he's just not T. Like, yeah, the plan B is Mike Thomas goes out there and tries to get replicate open. But that I mean, you saw like, okay, last week they had, uh, Higgins had a huge day because finally all the blanket coverage that Chase was seeing resulted in T getting open. And they all eventually had huge plays in that game because that softened everything up. Right. So like T had the huge play. Tyler Boyd had a 50 yarder. Chase had the play that's basically sealed the game. And so you saw that and now like, okay, yeah, T goes out. So that is a huge factor. Right. And it it does get overshadowed by the play calling, but T not being in there. It hurt a lot. Yeah. He's a top, top five, top ten. But does that just mean that, like, if T or, or Chase can't play in a game, we're basically just sunk in that game? Because that's kind of what no, it No, I like. mean, it shouldn't, for sure. You got other guys. Yeah. I mean, our defense still hasn't allowed a second-half touchdown. That might have been part of all the levels you were just sharing. Sorry, I was... No. Um, but, I mean, that's big. It's huge. Five games. Haven't allowed a second-half touchdown. Right. And their pass rush hasn't, hasn't really, like, turned it on yet. I don't, you know, that there's room for improvement still. And again, they <laughs> still, definitely room for improvement there because they still, um, you know, they've been playing very well in those second half touchdowns, but they've still given up three game winning drives, you know? Yeah. If we haven't given up losing drives, I if we haven't given up a single second half touchdown, how the hell do we have three losses? Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we start slow. We do. And God damn it. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. They, there's a script. They, they write out the first 10 plays like this is known. And, they they spend six days or more if if and you they play send it to the night. other team. So <laughs> one of those ten plays worked, right? Right. So nine of the ten Zach Taylor scripted were duds. Right. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not okay, good. Okay, we, we no can doubt. adapt and and come back and get into the game. That's cool. And and talent will help you get there. But I just think that it's like the more time the coaches have to plan, the worse they do. <laughs> Which is concerning. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't have to say anything. I'm already on the uh, record. That's right. Yeah. We had 10 days to rest before this last game. I forgot about that. That is true. However many. What, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. We did have 101 yards on the ground on 21 carries Sunday yeah. night. Fucking amazing. Which also, you know, begs the question, why the hell didn't we run the ball? Yeah. When it was first and goal from the two-yard line. Mm. Uh, but yeah, run game problem, not a problem, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. How many yards did Mixon have last year? Did he break 1,000? Yes. Last year? Yeah. He did. Yeah. Did he have like 1,200? Yeah, he was then? a Pro Bowl running back. He was last year. I didn't know that was yeah. last year. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, the turnover battle was even at one-to-one. Um, we sacked them once. Uh, game balls? Shame balls? Shame balls? Ugh. Shame balls, yeah. Kitty cats? Shame ball? Oh, man. Go to someone else. I want to think about this one. No, you don't. A shame ball. In that case. Right, Are you yeah, serious? Zach Taylor. <laughs> but, like, I wanted to think if I could think of a player, too. All right, all right. All right. We'll come back to you. We'll retrograde. I'm going Tucker. I think Chiron's in retrograde. Justin Tucker gets my shame, shame ball. ball. He should be ashamed <laughs> for that his behavior. For that showboating? <laughs> God, act like you've been there. <laughs> He's kicked a bazillion field goals, and that's the one he chooses to be like, look at me. That wasn't the winning field goal either. It wasn't. It was, it was just a, a field goal in the middle of the, like, you know. Which he people, doesn't asleep. Everybody kicks those field goals nowadays, buddy. Well, 58-yarder? Yeah. Two people do. I mean, a lot of, a lot of guys in the league are pretty good okay. at kicking field goals. <laughs> I mean, that is <laughs> a long that one. I, 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 
I'm with you, but it was a long, long one. But now it's not, he's kicked a 66 yarder. Yeah, you know, I could see obviously getting amped on that. But Jofo, shame ball. I, I just want to like I don't want to just assume it's all Zach Taylor's fault. Like, what's our offensive coordinator's name? Brian Callahan. Oh, that's Fuck, right. Also uh, bad. Fuck that dude, man. Also and bad. also, like, I'm I'm sorry, but like. I'm going to say Joe Burrow needs to take some fucking credit for this offense. Like, you don't mm. sit here and hear him saying, like, anything like, that's on my shoulders. Offense isn't doing enough. You haven't heard him say Have I heard? Have you heard him say that? Is he saying that? Actually, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he just said it this morning. Yeah, he had a two-hour press conference. He called you? He said that multiple times. He yeah, said he, he said him. the offense isn't doing yeah. enough. Did he, he DM'd put, me. Did he put it on his own shoulders? <laughs> he I DM'd Wounded Tiger account. I just I think like, as, a, as a leader and the offensive leader, you should be, and your offense is garbage. Our offense is garbage. We're not doing, we're not winning. We're not scoring 20 points. You got to score 20 points, right? That's the whole thing. You got to score more than 20 well, we offense. More than 20 in the games we won. 21 points. Yeah. They scored yeah, 27 they twice. Yeah, but they scored like 12. They need to be putting up 30. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They put up 40 against the Steelers and Ravens last year. And I don't, I hate continuing to talk about last year, to be honest, but. So does T. Higgins. But it's does the same it? yeah, team. Right. That's so like, I got that. It's yeah. the same team, same coaching. It so is like, very much the same team. But it's hard not to talk about last year. Burrow did have time today or yesterday, whatever it was, Sunday. And yeah. then he had, and he's he's also, but he didn't look super comfortable. I, mean, I get it. Like you were used to getting tackled. I mean, he's like in the five games, six games from the uh, first playoff game last year to the third game of this year, he was getting obliterated every drop back. Right, right. right. And so like it finally against the Jets, it eased up a little bit and he made some plays and then he made some plays against the dolphins. And then yesterday or uh, Sunday night, it just didn't seem, it, he didn't seem comfortable. He didn't. And he had time. And like, it's easy in hindsight to be like, Oh, only got sacked twice, but you don't know that going in. I hate to say this, but my dad asked me when I had dinner with him the other night, he's like, has Burrow been Klinglered? Ooh. Ooh. And I'm like, no, Man, I don't think this is so, the kind of like, shit that we don't need to bring <laughs> in here. I'm serious. You don't want to put that in the universe? Stuff, the like, stuff. I was watching, and he kind of seems like Klingler back there, where he's like oh. just afraid of getting hit now. That's what Klingler means? Yes. I like that. That's fine. <laughs> or, or Drew Lucked? No, nah, Klingler for us. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think that's true, but like that, 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 I don't that think pick you said was a good play on the defense, but it looked like a shitty throw to me. It looked like there were he like had a, a play action pass and the guy Ravens. jumped on it. And then immediately he like took a step forward, which is what Burrow sees. Oh, he bit on it. But then he immediately turned around and ran to where the right. Burrow exactly was where he was going to throw. Yeah. I mean, it, it was fair enough. I didn't, I mean, I didn't hit that close attention, obviously. Okay. Well, they uh, recap the play pretty thoroughly so on, how much, on the telecast. So. <laughs> it, how much is the play calling? Like, Queen obviously knew that play was coming. Burrow said he did not see him at all. He just didn't see him. Yeah, I bet. Didn't see Queen. Well, then Just uh, to reveal. Of course not. Otherwise, he wouldn't have thrown it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't think he was, like, threading the needle. But that's kind of like... How did you not see him? You well, know? maybe because on a play action, your back is to the defense for, like, three sec- two seconds. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't Maybe like Maybe that's it. why I, we don't run play action with Burrow because he doesn't have vision. Like Elmer that. cams. Helmet cams. Oh, that'd be fun. And that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> and Madden. Then you'd be like, how could that guy not see him? And you'd watch it and be like, oh. Oh, yeah. Because well, this is absolutely an insane. You're absorbing a ton of fast information <laughs> yeah. instantly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd try to like look at which way his helmet's pointing from the back, you know, as in some indication. Yeah. Um, but look, I'll, I'll listen. My shame ball is simply, I'm going to say Burrow because. And I'm gonna say last year, like there was a there was a comfort you felt when he had the ball in his hands, and I don't feel that comfortable when I see him. Like it reminds me, like remember in 05, when he'd be like third and fifteen, and Palmer would just like throw to Chad Johnson for a first down every time. It didn't matter; it'd be like third, second, and 
Ability. On the little turn back routes to the sideline, and it, yeah, yeah. I was so good at those. Yeah, yeah, and was, like, yeah, we never have had that with Burrow, but there's something about Burrow I just feel good about him, and I don't feel that way this year. You have glimpses of it when he gets protected, but I don't. But and the, through that game was a good example where it's like, oh, we need to go score, and I guess we did score. I mean, the first half was just such a fucking. But in the second half, they looked like they were doing it. They were kind of doing it in the second half. Yeah. Anyway, but it then, just doesn't make me feel, I don't feel good. A burrow gets my shame ball, and that's it. I, I think there's there's pieces of what you're saying that I've picked up on, too. Like, I noticed, you know, last season we kept remarking about, and, yeah, I'm talking about last season. It's we okay. Kept, we kept it's remarking okay. about how uh, him and Chase just had this chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw, I think for the first time that I can remember on Sunday, a lack of chemistry where, I don't know if you guys remember this play. through the the back shoulder and Chase yeah. didn't come back. Yeah, Chase ran a go route oh, and yeah. he threw a yeah, back shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, I, that's weird. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm not trying to make a bigger deal out of it, but um, he, yeah, he, he just doesn't look like last year's Burrow. Yeah. Hopefully he's just growing, man. It's all part of the process, right? Like you have an awesome year. People aren't used to you. They don't know what you can do and you're just killing people. And, and then this year they're like, they're like, all right, we know what they do. So we're going to fuck them up. So now we have to react to that. And hopefully right. that's all that's happening right but now. But we think, I, I feel like that was starting to happen last week with yeah. the Dolphins game. Like the offensive, the, the passing game was coming alive. Mm. Big explosive plays, softening up like the coverage on Chase, which resulted in Chase making like the biggest play, mm. right? So I think going back to Higgins being out, like that has big ramifications for Burrow still getting used to this offensive line. I, I just feel like um, in the end, like the, I don't know, like just the, uh, what are we going to say here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are you train of thought. <laughs> if Chase oh, and Higgins are out there, they're kind of fine. Yeah. But if, I mean, if, if the one whole of them's team's out, out, they're kind of fucked. Yeah, at this point. Right. Kitty Cat's got a different shame It goes ball? full circle, though. Do we do, do we do editing? No, go ahead. Go it, goes just, it goes full circle. Then like, right back to it. Same thing we're always goddamn talking about. Whose fault is it, right? And it's you, the head coach's fault. It is. At the bottom, at the end of the day, they they should take ownership of all of it. Well, he didn't really do that in the press conference. I do not like what he said in that press conference. That is true. It's a bunch of people's decisions. No, fuck you, dude. You're the fucking head coach. You sit up and you take. He's it. also the one that says he's the play caller. And now apparently he's not the play I caller. I do like that. That 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 does culture make me is crumbling. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he did not Culture's really strong. take the blame like squarely. Be like, no, that's on me. He's like, oh, it's a collective effort. Yeah, fuck you, dude. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, he yeah. has he he squarely takes the blame uh, on many many occasions, and it kind of gets annoying because it's like, all right, well, like, you why did that. you make that yeah. terrible play, right? So like on the sweep plays, fourth and one, he's been yeah. like, those were bad plays, my bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, God, like why'd you call them? They were so bad. But yeah, I, I mean, I feel like he's talking about Monday through Saturday or whatever. Everybody's just determining what the play packages are going to be. Sh- short end zone, short red zone, rather like. Are we going to run these kind of crazy plays? And everybody's like, yeah, it's a great idea, you know? And, like, he's just referring to that. Like, in the moment, everybody's on the headset and can, like, veto it. But he, if it's his idea and he's the head coach and everybody's crickets, yeah, then you can't blame everybody else. No, and I just I, – I hated what he said in the press conference because – it was only when people started asking specifically about should he give up play calling that he like started to like evade. Yeah. Cause usually he takes the blame, but when it was about yeah, like, yeah. should you go up play calling? He started getting very evasive about who actually calls plays because he doesn't want to give it up. You think that's why? Yeah. Cause he's I just like, feel well, like there's nobody else in the building like, right now that can do it. Well, no, like if they're all probably coming terrible up, too. Yeah. So. Right. So if they're all coming up with these 
you know, brilliant schemes and packages. <laughs> like, who's going to call the plays better than Taylor during the game right now? I I fantasize about after this season. That's the existential dread part. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) But like I fantasize about after the season, like, I don't know. The enemy. Yeah, maybe. Eric the enemy. Well, he's not taking a lateral move. Guys, I'm gonna call in a long time fan. First time calling. Mm. It was exciting. Is this a surprise? (laughs) (laughs) Hello? C B Fresh, you're on the wounded tiger. Welcome to the show. Thank What's you. up, CB? What's up, Christy? Hello. Uh, we we um, are in the segment of the show right now where we give out our, our shame ball. So when we lose, we give out shame balls. Uh, when we win, we give out game balls. You know, who played the best. So um, jump right in. Who for you deserves the shame ball from this loss? Who, who gets the blame on their shoulders? The shame ball. You know, I think, I think the play calling was a little... Mm-hmm. It was a little, uh, it left a lot to be desired, in my opinion, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the play calling, so I'm, I'm going to have to lay it at the feet of the coach. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think Bengals Nation agrees with you on that one. Um, Hit this podcast right in stride. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, one one reason I wanted to get you on the call tonight is because I know you're a passionate fan. I mean, when, when Wounded Tiger was created, Honestly, you you know, you were an inspiration for it. I've I've never seen anyone who gets as into the Bengals, literally, emotionally tied to it. Do you mind if I share what happened in the Super Bowl with our listeners? Sure. <laughs> that was convincing. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, CB Fresh is such a, a, a fan that she, it, it caused her so much anxiety. She literally like, passed out. During the game. That's right. Right? You remember that? Yeah, for, yeah, I feel that for that. sure. And I've been there. Yeah. And so, like, what we're trying to do here <laughs> is just, you know, recover from this loss. Because this, we were a Super Bowl team six months ago, eight months ago. That was a and, past tense phrase right And now there. we're a losing team. So how do, you, how do you get over it? How do you get over the losses? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't get over the losses. I mean, I move on because. You know, I have to continue my day-to-day life, but it's things. I mean, I have to – well, number one, I can't really watch, watch. Um, so there's that. But I – What do you I mean? Why can't you watch, watch? Who said that? That was Mike Fisher. Why can't I watch, watch? Um, because it, it just uh, – emotionally, it's, it's really hard. Too stressful. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as Alex said, you know, I had the situation with the, uh, during the Super Bowl and, you know, it, it was a little bit more in depth than just that little instance that happened there. I had to get some medical attention, but, oh damn. um, I just, it's just too, like, I mean, I, I, I can't even go into detail because it just it's embarrassing. But it's I mean I get really <laughs> really really emotional. This is a safe space, Christy. Yeah, don't be embarrassed. We're here to heal yeah. together. We're wounded tigers, yeah. all of us. But yeah, so you know it's just it's I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so it, it, I didn't. But I I, lo- I can't. You know, I have to go on a social media break for a couple of days after the loss because I don't want to see here. You know, people complain and I don't want to see you know, opposing teams throwing it in our faces and, you know, I just can't see all of that. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we can relate. That's the best I can tell you. Um, Bengals are a traumatic experience. <laughs> That's like just the whole thing's based in trauma. They are. So why do we do it? Why do we even watch? It's Stockholm Syndrome. We're only two games out of the number one seed, guys. <laughs> Here we go. It does feel, I don't, it does feel darker guys. than I, it is. Well, no, I know. It does. I'm just, there's like, we're just so but close you're right. to the light, yeah. and we're so close to the dark. Yeah. So we're just right in the middle right now, and we can feel the... And we're also, this is our woundedness showing up, because we're scared. Oh, yeah, Again, absolutely. that we went from we're being s- a Super Bowl contender to maybe finishing 500, which would be fucking disappointing. And that's, right. what, that's what we're all thinking because that's what we're used to. We're not used to winning. And here we are losing again. So right, cool. Right. Great. Thanks, Cincinnati Bengals. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, fucking love this. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't think the season's going to be a complete wash. I mean, I don't think that. I don't either. I think they can still work the kinks out. Um, you know, yesterday wasn't, or whatever day it was, it wasn't a complete disaster. Um, yeah, they didn't you know, embarrass themselves. Right, we still lost by field goal, and you know, despite the the bad calls and the other tomfoolery, you know, it still was a close game against a tough team. And division games are always different because you've got the division emotions in there, and it's also a night game and prime time and all of those things. So to come away after with all those after all those mistakes, with only losing by three points, you know, to me isn't you know indicative of a of a a, a complete disaster season, but it, it it to me what's also very disappointing is the fact that you could just see so many points within the game where we didn't have to lose by three points. Hmm. <laughs> take <laughs> one, right? Like if they take scored. one different path, as General right. Counsel said, and then all of a sudden we win by one point or two points. Now, how do you know right. all this? Because you don't watch the games. <laughs> well, I follow them. <laughs> so I follow the play. I follow every play on. You know it. Nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say, I know everything that happened in the game. <laughs> Even if I can't watch them. Now, I see the highlights after the fact. And then I, I follow, you know, Twitter shows. If you follow the NFL games on Twitter, you can see every play, major play. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I stay off of Twitter too, but uh, it's hard uh, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, hey, I want to give you some optimism before we let you go and get get back to your life. Um, we've got some winnable games coming up, right? We got Saints who are middling. Andy Dalton, yeah, will likely be. Yeah, we're playing Andy Dalton next week. They <laughs> got a good defense. So yeah, we're playing a this this Sunday or next Sunday. This coming Sunday in in New Orleans. Which is a bit of a homecoming. Jamar Chase is from New Orleans, went to Louisiana State. Joe Burrow won a national championship with Louisiana State. With Eli Jamar. Apple's a fan favorite there. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to be showing out for sure. So there's a chance, you know, we could be feeling on top of the world after a week, you know. The momentum swings quickly. It does. I we forgot. were in first place yeah. last Thursday night. That's true. The, the last AFC Sunday North night. is still like pretty butt, too. Yeah, they are. I mean, the. The Browns figure out a way to lose every single <laughs> game in just the most <laughs> ridiculous fashion. We, we could be Browns fans. Exactly. Oh Things could oh, be worse. Exactly the same people. <laughs> I don't know, man. Those are different kind of losses. Oh, no. I'm saying we're the, way the, the same Browns people. Are uh, like the yeah. teams, I would absolutely take 100% the Bengals over the Browns. Uh-huh. Feed, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like the fans are just as snake bitten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over time for sure. So yeah, we got the same. Well, oh, go ahead. I, you know, I, I, uh, I hear you, and um, the Pittsburgh game, the season opener, we should have won that. I mean, come on. Absolutely. Yep. So, you uh, know, I like to. They didn't have a good game. I mean, we 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 gave them. You know, we threw the ball directly to them like several times. I mean, it was. I mean, I was there in person for that, so I couldn't turn away. It was, it was just <laughs> horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, that was horrendous. Ugly. What do we do? That We're talking that up to preseason, right? We're calling that our preseason I game. Mean, I call it, that's a, that's a W with an asterisk. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy Five tore turnovers. his bicep. I mean, if the, if the guy doesn't tear his bicep. We're three and two. Yeah. No doubt. Oh, the long snapper. Yeah. Yeah. Fluke. And we had been three and one, and therefore we're not worried about nothing. <laughs> right. Well, turns out that's all fiction, though. Yeah, right. Just so we're at the Saints next week. Then we got the Falcons, who are not a good team at home. So that should be a win. Then the Browns, you know, winnable it's, game. It's winnable, but is it's it Monday night or on the road. in Cleveland. This is Halloween. Monday Halloween night, night. game. We well, like we're to black and orange in front of people. Yeah, yeah that's what we need. First of all, I don't know if y'all already discussed this, but. Um, we got to figure out the running back situation. So what's his name? Ain't doing nothing. Well, you know, he had his first good game against the Ravens, actually, ironically, uh, uh, Mixon. We actually rushed for over a hundred yards. Um, and it, but he we, couldn't get in on the, um, what, what, one of those. Well, yeah, but Zach they didn't, Taylor didn't call a run play. Yeah. They didn't give him the ball. So that's why your, your shame ball was right in line with what the rest of Bengals <laughs> nation is saying. Cause it was finally working. They don't give it to him. Yeah. Mm, no, nah, he ain't. He ain't. Re, he ain't been reliable this season so far. So. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And he might have did a couple things that game. I, he he didn't make better the highlights I saw. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He um, didn't make any of the highlights. The, the NFL <laughs> Twitter they did not justify him as a highlight. And he he'll normally um, post his own highlights too. So you would have seen him. He ain't do nothing. I'm like I'm not. I, you know. We if we, because that's the thing. Like we in the games that I've seen, you know, in the pieces of the games that I've seen, we they we literally have not had a running game. Yeah, it's been bad. You can't, you can't, you, you can't, and and you know, at the level of play, you can't have a team that's go, that's Super Bowl caliber that has zero running game. I mean, do one getting no more than about five yards. He break out here and there, but he wasn't breaking out to the end zone. I wonder what his long for the season is. Probably like twelve yards. No, nah, he had a big one against the Steelers in the first game. He Did had like he? a forty yarder. He got tackled so on the one. He, ain't, break out, that he out? ain't broke out to the end zone. Period. He didn't get in the end zone on that one, but that was his biggest. He broke out to this. You come on, you you a star running back. You can't. Yeah. You think that you ain't doing no break to the end zone. He was a Pro Bowler last year. <laughs> last year. Enough about last year. This ain't last year. We got to, we're, it's a new year. We got to get it together. And that's what I'm saying. He ain't done nothing this year, but y'all saying he did yesterday or whatever day, a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, Sunday he, he, he was actually, better. I'll fact check it. I'll fact check it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear his name in none of the tweets that I was following. But, yeah. You, you would have had he done nothing. <laughs> right. People would have been very angry. That would have ripped him. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. He just, he, he got to find his mojo. That's all I'm saying. Any thoughts before we let you go? CB Fresh? 
No, just, you know, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to them turning it around. Um, each week that goes by, I'm getting less and le- a little bit less optimistic. But let me tell you this, they could, <laughs> yeah. lose, they could lose from here until the end of the season. I'm still going to be a Bengals fan through and through. Who that? Not, not a fake fan. That's my team. I'm, I'm, I'm fair weather. I'm not a fair weather fan. I, I got they back 100. percent I'm still gonna rep my team. I'm still gonna rep my city. So I'm, I love the Bengals, and and I want to. I want them to love us back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, let's that. that. All right, we'll let you go here. Thank you for joining. Later. All right, guys. Have a good night. Backers Later. This episode of Wounded Tiger is brought to you by Second Place. Second Place is a sports-positive bar nestled in beautiful Northside. Bruce Coslett once said, I don't know what he has. A pulled groin? A hip flexor? I don't know. A pulled something? I never pulled anything. You can't pull fat. If this quote means nothing to you, you're probably not a Wounded Tiger. But Second Place is still the place for you. Come in for half-price drafts on Monday, last call trivia on Wednesdays, or a game of pool, ping pong, or darts any day of the week. Regardless of the shape of your sports ball, second place will honor it. So let the healing commence for all you wounded tigers and get yourself down to second place for cold beer, lovely staff, and patrons who all know more than the coaches. We also have free popcorn. Let's get into the mailbag. At Mitch 5000 says, How do you still like Eli Apple? He's trash. <laughs> How are we talking about Eli? Oh, is this is a direct. Yeah, this is a direct <laughs> salvo at me. You want to take this one then? He's just a solid player. He, he does his job. He talks shit. Like, what's not to like? Oh, he's got a shutdown corner. He is the <laughs> one of the best players at his position in the world. <laughs> That's top top sixty-five best players at his position. He in is the on world. a no defense doubt. that hasn't given up a touchdown the second half in four games. Now he found Ooh, his groove. He and, doesn't uh, really get picked on that much. Any uh, uh, like in the games? Yeah, on Twitter. No, like on in the games, you're not like, oh my god, Eli Apple's getting roasted right now. Yeah, not at all. Not at He's all. He's only going to get roasted like when we just play saying. a team with two elite receivers. Nobody gets their name called on our defense, like either way, really, except for Bell because he's got three interceptions. But does New Orleans everybody have just any does their job? Good receivers. They have. A, they have very. Mike I, Thomas, is Mike Thomas and playing? Chris Olave. Yeah. LSU South. They might be hurt. Or Mike Thomas might be hurt. Team Mitch 5000 is just a hater because Eli Apple was on the Giants and he wasn't very good on the Giants. Didn't work out. And Team Mitch has carried that hate in his heart for like five years now. Oh, we're but, uh, Eli feeds off of that. Every team needs yeah, a heel Eli to just it. absorb that negative energy. Mm. And that's Eli's role. That's solid input, Mike. Yeah. Thanks. He's like the lightning rod. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, going exactly. to New York, going to New Orleans. Just like, just give it to me. You Can't know? be all good guys. What you did he say about food? Oh, yeah, food was shit. Food <laughs> the food was shit. Like the <laughs> only guy in the world who would give that review of New Orleans. Who was the lightning rod in the last uh, Bengals? Uh, Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Odell Thurman. Pac Man. That first know, team. Pac Man's I mean, a good answer. Yeah. 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 Pac Man and Perfect were both. The lightning rod back in the day was Chris Henry because everyone's like, oh, he's a yeah. malcontent. Or not well. a, yeah, ne'er-do-well. That's true. Him and Pac-Man. That's true. But. Same with Odell, then. Odell should be in that same. Uh, really? Yeah, do they? everyone shitted on Odell. Because Pollock but was... That, the, like, in college, you mean? 
I feel like that's more like their yeah. bad. He was behavior. a bad character. He was one of the Marvin's like projects, quote unquote, and like, but people were like just shitty. Like I feel like he reminded me of like Maurice Claret. Like people not being okay with him. People not knowing the context around the situation. Yeah, yeah. And like just yeah, just maybe a little racism coming in there. Yeah, but he oh, couldn't handle it either. No. Thurman. Yeah. yeah, I mean none of those guys really could handle it. I mean Pollock got fucking suplex or whatever got right. jacked up. Well, so Pollock bad. didn't have that. He was because I think partially probably because he was a white dude. He didn't get that. Yeah, fucking, yeah. You know. He was allowed to just get his neck broken and then leave. I can. He, I can and then, <laughs> can then I they put him guys? in the booth. Then they put him in the. Booth. Oh yeah, they put him in the booth. Oh, he's yeah. in the booth for sure. He lost like 120 pounds. And then he went in the booth. <laughs> I can still see that hit. And I mean, I like the gift Ruben drones. Is that who he hit? I thought you could see it. Mike sees it better. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's against the Browns, I'm guessing, if we're talking Ruben Jones right now. Yeah, that's right. I just remember seeing his head like shrink in like a turtle's head. It was it's so not even the worst hit I can think of with a linebacker. It's always that Rivers. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. That's the one. Or the um, Shazier on Geo. That shit was nasty, too. Yeah. But, I mean, Rivers broke his jaw and never yeah, played Heinz again. fucking Ward. This might yeah. be the most depressing episode we've ever done. Uh, at Josh Rowe <laughs> All right, asks, back. crap coaching four weeks in a row. ZT is a buffoon, and it's stifling Burrow's greatness. Uh. I guess it wasn't a question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Thanks, Statement Josh Rowe. Uh, yeah, you're, you're amongst friends here. Um, four weeks in a row? Crap coaching? Yeah. Five. I'm not going to call him a friend. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not fully 53. against Zach Taylor. I still. Well, you gave the shame ball to what Burrow. What do you say so to Josh you're Rowe, blaming John? Burrow instead of Zach Taylor. What do you say to at Josh Rowe? Look, here's my deal about everything right now. I felt very <laughs> conflicted about this whole loss because I didn't know what to do. And usually these podcasts help clear it up for me. I don't feel clear <laughs> because I because the, 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 that, that game accentuated like this idea that we don't know, we don't know. We'll never know what's actually going on. We don't know what their conversations are and we want to blame somebody. And I think it's fine to blame the head coach, but I also don't know. Like if they fired Zach Taylor, like tomorrow, I, I still don't necessarily feel good about that. Cause there's so much that you could say that he's done well for us. So, so I'm, I'm just, I lost. agree. That's I totally it. I just, agree. Yeah. And I, and I do feel like I'm vacillating wildly emotionally today. <laughs> well, I just don't think well, maybe you know, it's Chiron. It's Chiron. I, I, I was Chiron, not totally yes. disappointed by. I mean, I wasn't like terribly distraught at this loss. It's a right. loss in prime time on the road to the Ravens. Ravens are like picked. You know, they have a very talented team. They're a very unique team, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I don't agree that the last four games have been poorly coached either. You know, I think uh, three out of five. Three out of five losses. Yeah. I mean, but also now that we're looking back on the Cowboys game, I think that the Cowboys have game record defense and whatever their game plan was there early in the season, new offensive line. Like I don't necessarily blame the coach for that. And the first game, I think you would blame the coach for not playing in the preseason and not being ready to roll. But I think Jets and Dolphins games like, I mean, what was there to dislike about those? No, they just pummeled them. That was great. Yeah. We're beating the team. Well, yeah. we beat two teams we should beat. That we lost the first one. Right. We should be three and two because we should have beat the Steelers. I think yeah. just to make sense of it a little bit for me emotionally, is what you said last week, which was, you know, we are, we didn't have expectations. Like We never expected to go to the Super Bowl last year. We just did it. And it was amazing. And that was like the greatest year of my life. 
and February now the bar was the has been greatest raised. month of my life. And right. you know, <laughs> but like, but now the bar is raised, and now we've raised expectations, and it's fucking with my feelings. So I think that's that's. Thanks. Yeah. I just, so you're I just, not. We just walked through it with me. Right? Yeah. I just, thanks. You're, you're not seeing clear. Have you thought about going looking into Scientology to see clear? <laughs> <laughs> I think I would go the direction of you know. Was get an Johnson e-meter in here. Should we get an e-meter? More of a Mormon. Mormon, Mormon, Mormon type? Guy, I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're Mormon? Polyamory is John Steez. Yeah, as opposed to Scientology. I don't have the kind of money for Scientology. I'm more into the Mormon. He just wants many, many wives. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the money for that. I uh, Last thing on Josh Rowe's comment. Um, you know, as we've kind of discussed tonight, I do think some of it's got to go on Burrow's shoulders. Not a ton. I, I think most of it, you know, again, we're playing the blame game. Yes, John, that's what we do, especially when you lose. Every football fan does it. Um, I think ZT gets most of the blame. Burrow gets some of it. I, I just, I keep coming back to this thing where, like, you get all these days to plan. With this offense, with these weapons, you should come out firing. Like, we shouldn't struggle for first downs the entire first quarter. Like, three possessions, we got one first down, and it was on our first play. I mean, we had nine unsuccessful plays, basically. Uh, after that first successful one. And I don't know. I, it, it could be Zach Taylor's bad plans, or it could be that it takes Joe Burrow a while to read defenses and warm up into the game, which I've heard other folks say. He has say, said that, but yeah. it takes him a quarter to see what they're doing. Mm. Then, Can't be then down fucking nothing. hand it off for a quarter. I don't yeah, know. Totally I mean, wrong. just it, it, the thing that frustrates me is like, every time we got to the red zone, they were doubling chase. It's like, well... <laughs> then what are you going to do to get him open? You know, I mean, it's, he's, he's your number one weapon. He's getting blanketed. And again, it goes back to last week and Higgins there and everybody kind of gets freed up, but you know, hit red Sonia. <laughs> red Sonia came up big. Play. Excuse me. <laughs> red Sonia. Somebody didn't listen last week. huh? I did listen, but uh, Hayden Hurst. Is that a movie? Yeah. We had to, fi- it took us a while to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. It's a fantasy action. That was adventure. Snell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. You with us? I did listen, guys. Okay. <laughs> Don't hate. <laughs> At the Cincinnati Kid five one three asks, why is the pain real? Like Zach's for real? When will it be okay to have faith again? Damn. When they win this week? Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, we all had faith when they beat Miami. I don't know. That was a weird one for me. Was it? Yeah. I didn't have faith after that game. Oh. It's a fucking weird game. Because of Tua? Because of Tua, yeah, yeah. mostly. Okay. It, it kind of pulled the steam out of it, and I don't know, the, the white helmets? Uh, the white <laughs> helmets. God damn it. <laughs> Miami's garbage, dude. I don't, I'm not even proud of that win, man. I don't. I think Miami's going to lose. Even if they had two, I think they lose They're 10 fine. games They, they did some really good things against us. Like, I, honestly, I saw them picking apart our defense better than any other team has this season uh, until Tua got hurt. Yeah, I mean, I don't and they were know. getting we first downs that. at will. Yeah. That's anyway, nice. this guy, since he kid five one three, he gets right at the heart of everything we ever think about all the time. The pain, the whole reason we put this goddamn podcast together. Yeah, I mean that's it. It's. Uh, I mean, I, I will How say you this: keep the faith. Well, you do a podcast. That's part of it. Right <laughs> there, you go. You know what? The pain wasn't that real after this one. I'll tell you that. The pain won't be real if in the next six games we win five out of the six. But it will be super extra real when we don't do that. <laughs> well, then I agree it's going to be that. a real struggle to yeah. get to 10. Right? It will be terrible, terrible disappointment if we like lose to the Falcons and the Browns and oh. the Panthers and the blah, 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 blahs. And yeah. that's when it's just like, well, I, 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 that's when I, again, probably quit trying to listen to watch football, but then inevitably don't 
because I don't know why Mike Fisher makes me not do it. <laughs> well, you got to keep watching. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, this is a great time to like be figuring out. These are a bunch of get right games. I don't know about the Saints. I'm like pretty unfamiliar with them. They don't have a great quarterback, uh, but I guess their defense is really. They got good. Andy Dalton. I know grilled cheese, baby. Yeah, have have it's they a been solid doing with meal. him? How they been doing with him? Two wins, I think. They got two wins with him. What's only played two? Didn't games? they win? Uh, no, the Vikings beat them in London. That's right. So one loss, and then they they. I'm pretty sure they won. Taysom Hill though. Is the reason oh, they won okay. uh, Sunday. You related Andy Dalton to being a grilled cheese sandwich? Yeah, only so because Greg Luther did. Oh, Greg did he? On his podcast a few weeks ago. He was talking about how he, he like, I must have missed that <laughs> in like the middle oh, of wait, the rant. You weren't totally present. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't hear everything Greg says because it's yeah, like a decibel that <laughs> like I try to tune it's like out a, occasionally. It's a true fan dog whistle. <laughs> yeah. If you don't hear what he's saying, you're a fake that's fan. That's on you. I am. Well, yeah, it's on a different, don't tell Greg. It's on a don't, different we'll, we'll uh, frequency. We'll try to keep this out of Greg's. <laughs> I'll be on Greg's shit with his fucking step-brother-in-law. <laughs> no, I don't know a ton about the Saints either, but apparently they got a good defense and Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill. And Kamara's back. He's healthy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Lovely. Well, yeah, they are, I mean, the offense, I'm not worried about. I'm worried about our offense producing against their defense. That's the key. Our defense has been extremely consistent, you know? Yeah. Our offense is the thing. If we can compete and produce against their defense, then we'll win. It's going to be another tough away game, I think. Yeah, um, I think it'll be. I don't think it's going to be an easy, like a you know, walk we, in the park. So we got speak. Falcons at home. That that's got to be, be a, a game in the park. That's got to be a walk in the park. At the Browns. What if they start Ritter that game? The Browns. <laughs> Oh man, we've lost Ritter's every first game. Quarterback yeah. we've played, haven't we? That would be no. terrible. What if that's a tell <laughs> where might. everyone just starts starting their backups? <laughs> <laughs> no, we beat Joe Flacco and Teddy Bridgewater yeah. this season. Uh, and then, yeah, we're at the Browns on Halloween Monday night. That scares me. But then Panthers at home—that's a gimme. Like our two next home games, I think, are gimmies. Falcons and Panthers. I think all four of those games have to be wins. I can see us losing to all actually four of those make games, the playoffs. And then going on like a tear against every great team out there. Like beating yeah. Kansas City, beating Buffalo, like just doing that, but then barely not making the playoffs. That's what'll happen. I call it. Mm. Write it down right now. God, we got a fucking tough season. We're not at these Pittsburgh. six games though. Well, I don't know. I yeah, think at, at Pittsburgh, Cleveland is hard. I, I, that's, I don't, a, that's the toughest that's game fucking, in this coming up stretch, is at Cleveland. But that's just because they've beaten Burrow. Yeah, kind of handily every time. Well, not, I mean, not handily. He's performed pretty well against them the, his rookie year. Yeah, but they, in um, the one game. Yeah, last year it was terrible. They <laughs> they really have to win like five out of six or they six do. out of six. Otherwise, the season might be on the rocks for real. Yeah, I mean, if they do that, five out of six, four out of six, and they get and it looks good, and you're going into the final stretch of the season with Josh Allen and Mahomes and let me say who the Brady. next six games are because we keep talking about it. I want to make sure we, everybody knows it's Saints, Falcons, Browns, Panthers at home, then a bye week, and then we're at Pittsburgh and then at Tennessee. Those are all winnable games. They are. Winnable. Yes. Winnable. Winnable. Like, <laughs> but I, like we'll be favored in all six of those games, I think. Maybe not Tennessee on the road. Mm, Saints yeah. on the road? Are we favored? I think we're favored in all of those. I don't know about the Saints one. We're a losing team. I don't, we have a two and three Last record. year. No, we have a two in the record. Yeah. Last year, the fact of the matter is that the whole AFC North doesn't look that crazy. And like the fact that Browns are losing right now, like as long as we're just in the fight to win the AFC North, I'm chilling. 
Yeah, we might limp into the playoffs in this division. Um, but it's the fifth game we're talking about limping. We can write this ship, guys. Wounded. <laughs> wounded Tigers. Let's all get our so hands in here. Wounded. All right, well, let me get back to the mailbag. Uh, P. Kitty Cats asks, <laughs> what is Zach Taylor's fucking problem? <laughs> Does P. Kitty Cats want to answer that question? <laughs> sure. He's a fucking idiot. He's not good at play calling. That's his problem. He's an idiot. Uh, yeah. Not a fixable problem. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't fix stupid. Yeah. I don't know. It is a problem. I like how as soon as the uh, telecast started and they panned across Zach Taylor's face. He just looked quizzical. You were like, ah, oh, look at that mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he couldn't read the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was the problem. Yeah, maybe he needs glasses. He's like second and four. No, he's and two. He needs that black T-shirt he wore in the Jets game. Oh, right? the, the corset? The, the backwards corset <laughs> V-neck. <laughs> uh, last question for the mailbag. This will be a good one to take us out on. At Tai Zoo asks, what is the greatest American rock and roll band? <laughs> oh, shit. Sublime. 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 It's unanimous. <laughs> Grateful Dead. Oh. No. Wrong answers only, Paul. Oh. oh. <laughs> wrong answers only? I you can do real answers if you want. Grateful Dead? No, I want to give a wrong answer now, but I want to think about it for a second. Hanson? I don't know if that would sound as rock. It can't be like Michael Jackson. You can't. It has to be a band. band. It has to be a band. Hanson plays instruments. Can't be Bruce Springsteen. What? It could be. It could be Hanson. (laughs) (laughs) Corn. Corn is the greatest American rock band. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. They're going to steal the show here. (laughs) No, what was the answer? Google. When you Google it, what's POD? POD. No, there's an answer. (laughs) Google said Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Very good answer. Eagles were a good one. Those are bad bands. They're not. I mean, yeah. No, they're not. They're not bad bands. They're not great. I mean, Stick up for the Eagles right now. I the thing about the Eagles is Go that birds. I don't I can't name an Eagles song, but I know if I put on like you don't know the one right main now, Eagles song. You'll hear eighteen Eagles songs in a you, row. You tell me you like Hotel California. When I, I hear did. Eagles, I think Wings, but that's Paul McCartney. See, Hotel yeah. California kind of reminds me of Santorina. Santorina? Santeria. Santana? Santeria. Oh, Santeria. Not Carlos Santana. Oh, okay. The Sublime song. I don't know. Carlos Santana might be the greatest American rock band. Rock band. Carlos Never. Santana is the greatest American rock band. Now that I, now that you say that, is Santana. he American? Yeah, he's from Oakland. No, that's right. Yeah, he's. But awesome. he's, he can't. He, it can't be a name. He can't be Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It can't be. Oh, it can't be Bruce Springsteen. It's stupid. It's a stupid rule that Tyler made up. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks Tyler. Stupid rule. Yeah. Rock Does he things. offer his or not? No, he just uh, no, he, offered the question. He's just a facilitator. Yeah. Who, who wrote Bang on the Drum all day? Todd Rundgren. Oh, that doesn't even count either. <laughs> nope. It's just no. the same. Okay. Uh, Guns N' Roses. That's a good answer. Oh. That's a good one. That is actually not a bad That's answer. That's a We said Red Hot Chili answer. Peppers, I think, last time we were oh, talking about this, too. Yeah, there was like... Welcome to the Jungle. Chili Peppers or Foo Fighters or Guns N' Roses is a good answer for sure. What about Metallica? Nirvana. Metallica is a dope. Nirvana's Nirvana's not long enough. Yeah, Yeah. it's not prolific enough. Uh, Does Snell Beast count? (laughs) You guys know this one? Oh, 
shit. Oh, hell That's yeah. it for tonight, guys. <laughs> it's not you can show thing. your fierce <laughs> winning spirit by ordering a Wounded Tiger t-shirt. <laughs> Go to woundedtiger.threadless.com. You can also show some love by leaving a review on your podcast app and a follow on the social medias. Until next time, pay Jesse Bates. Say no to fake fans. Who day? Who day? Who day? Real good song. Who day? The tiger pack, the jungle's our domain. Scratch and claw, we stand tall. The bingos move the chains. All the foes in the AFC, they try to perpetrate. On the ground or through the air, we've come to dominate. Who they? Touchdown!